We are charged particles dancing, not separate, not solid. We are the mystery. We are vast containers of potential energy. Where do we want to direct this? At what frequency do we want to be vibrating? Because when you tap into that potential, something happens. Something begins to shift. And the world becomes richer. And we start to feel more connected, more fluid, more expansive, more a part of everything. And that's worth cultivating. Welcome to Alone Traveler's Guide to the Divine, a podcast for empaths, healers, seekers, and dreamers. My name is Amanda Lux, and I'm the creator of the Elevation Hive School and Community for Energy Medicine and Dream Work. This is the second episode in this series on how to cultivate and maintain energetic alignment through the elements. And we're going to be talking about the ether element or throat chakra and how we can tell when our alignment is off or blocked in this area and a few potent ways to realign using altar work, sound, and ritual actions such as clearing our physical space. If you're interested in viewing the art that accompanies this episode, be sure to check out the links in the show notes for my YouTube channel where I will be sharing a shorter version of this audio journey along with the creation of an elemental altar that I painted and use currently in my own practice. This episode might feel a little different than the others because it is. It came to me in a series of dreams that seemed to continue into my waking consciousness and I was able to dictate what I was hearing myself say in the dreams, which is a very ether thing considering this element is about our higher self connection, our ability to hear and express what wants to come through our channel and the dream realm. So without necessarily intending it to come through this way, this episode really is more of a transmission, soul to soul. And as I share it with you, I invite you to listen from your expansive beingness, to listen with your whole body and your whole self, and to allow the words to just wash over and through you. creator beings. We all come from soul, from spirit, from the ethers. We created these bodies, these lives, everything that we see around us in this physical plane. We manifested flesh and bone and the will to be here and stay here. And it's our birthright to be creative. I think that we all have the ability to make something artful in life. And some people's art is not art at all, but it's their creative expression. And it's the expression that they're here to share 
or to bring forward into the physical. Being a creative being takes a lot of courage and it, it's easy for those creative impulses to get shoved down or pushed to the side by life and other things that seem more important or valuable or valid or tangible or whatever. For me, creating is a powerful way to learn, heal, grow, and observe, and figure out what's going on in my subconscious because the creative mind comes from that right brain, expansive place that is our ticket to our intuition, to our conversation with spirit, with our guides, with our dreams. That's where creativity comes from. It comes from the vast mystery. And when we tap into that, we are working that channel. We're working that line, that line home to ourselves, our higher selves. But as I said, it takes so much courage to create. Creating is scary. It's a leap of faith. It's going into the unknown. And sometimes it's really difficult to get to a place that feels safe and expansive and roomy enough to actually do a creative endeavor it takes something to get there and oftentimes those creative blocks to our expression our soul's expression resides elementally in the ether the throat chakra and the throat chakra is that place of spaciousness it's the gateway between the upper and lower chakras and it's that first place of of spirit becoming manifest in the physical through sound. So sound and sounding is a really amazing way to open up the ether element, to open up the throat chakra, and to allow your creative expression to flow through. And that's one of my personal favorite ways to prime that pump and to connect my embodied self with my spirit body and my higher mind to let go of trying to do things right or well and to just be willing to surrender to the mystery and engage and express and when i feel blocked from my expression and you might have felt this before in your own life at some point whether it was with a creative endeavor or just not being able to fully express yourself in general. Maybe it was difficult for you to speak your truth, or maybe you are having a hard time hearing your intuition. Maybe you're having a hard time feeling heard or feeling witnessed. And all of that is about the throat chakra. And that can be really, really supported through working with the ether element. They say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again but expecting different results. I personally think that's more like the definition of humanity than insanity. That comes from our lower self, that aspect of our personality that is stuck in the left brain. 
the logical ego-based version of reality that clings to the feeling of needing validation or proof in order to believe. And that is the part of ourselves that disconnects us from our higher mind, from our intuition, from our gut knowing, and from our ability to express in a pure way. If we are not able to really listen to our higher knowing and to our soul, or we're not allowing ourselves to be fully expressed, it cuts us off from that expansive, all possibilities exist version of ourselves. And we can feel really small and really stuck. It becomes really difficult to imagine a clear path ahead to our future. And it becomes difficult to stay open and available to what's actually here in the present. And we might feel sort of trapped by our limiting beliefs and see things in all or nothings, always and nevers. We get fixed and narrowed. When our ether element is lacking or blocked or, or challenged or closed down, then we are going to be sitting around waiting for proof before we make a brave move. And we're not going to feel safe expressing ourselves fully. We're not going to take that risk. We want to know for sure that things will work out before we embark on that new journey. If we are not able to initiate because we lack the potency that comes from our alignment, we don't take that brave move because we're not able to be fully and clearly in ourselves. And when our energy is not aligned, we get cut off from vital aspects of ourselves. And that's when we can't really comprehend how to do things in a new way. And so we just do things the same old way, expecting it to be different. We recreate our old traumas and our old dramas, and we get stuck in the safe or even unsafe familiar cycles that don't get us anywhere new. But you really want to be able to hear. You don't want to end up at the end of your life or the end of this phase of your life going, what the heck, how am I still here? You want to be able to hear your truth and your purpose and express yourself creatively and fully. And that comes from your alignment and it comes from having an open flowing channel, especially in the area of the ether element. When your ether is flowing, it feels like bliss. Inspiration is being whispered in your ear. You have discernment between the truth of your incredible creative capacity and the disillusionment of your projections. It's easy to let go of needing proof or reason when we're dwelling in that spacious place of higher knowing. It's easy to be fully expressed when our ether is flowing. There's this Rumi quote that sums up what it means to 
leave behind that world of duality and limitation that embodies that feeling of entering the vast etheric space of all knowingness and beingness and connection and possibility. Rumi said, out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make any sense. Ether is the place of invocation. In the ether, we don't have to know yet. We don't have to have anything outlined or figured out. We don't have to have the right tools or maps. All we have to do is go out to that field that lies beyond right and wrong and lay our soul down in that grass, find the place of neutrality. This is that feeling of not being bound to the past or to the future or to our fears, to our insecurities. It's not about being separate, better than, good enough, less than. There's no each other. Ether is about possibility and oneness. It's your all access pass to fullest, highest expression without any need for it even. Just pure openness, silence. When I don't feel online and my epiphanies are nowhere near me, my muse is hiding in a cave somewhere, living anonymously, ignoring me completely. And I don't even want to be in my own head. That's when I know that I have to get out of my small self and I have to find that field of possibility. And if I can't figure out how to get there, that's when I know that I have to call on my guides and my allies and my angels and whatever it is that you have access to, whatever you think you might possibly be able to believe in, that's who you call. You don't even have to fully believe. Again, it's that egoic part of ourselves that requires proof. And when we're in that small mind place, we don't believe in our guides and allies. We don't know whether or not there is a higher self. It's hard to understand why things are hard sometimes. And it doesn't always make sense being human. But this is that moment, that leap of faith that opens the ether, that starts that line and begins to tease apart those threads that are bound up inside of you. And this is when we literally want to make believe. We want to pretend and fake it till we make it and just call on whatever support we can call on anyway. And that's the very beginning. That's the very first step. Ether is the first elemental incarnation of our energy body. It's where 
that higher frequency spirit dust becomes animated and we can actually hear it. We can hear ourselves. And as soon as we can speak, we can call out and we can ask our support to come and be with us, to help open the way. And there's a beautiful invocation that my dream teacher, Robert Moss, shares whenever we are invoking sacred space. And it's, uh, it's open for you to use. And it goes like this. May the doors and gates and paths be open, and the doors and gates and paths between the worlds. And may the doors and gates and paths of those who wish to do us or those we love any harm be closed. May it be so. This is a way that you can begin any sacred act, any ritual act, claiming sacred space, I call and open the space and call on my guides before I create. Almost always, if I can remember, it's important and I know that. My work is always better when I do <laughs> because I'm not working alone. As soon as I start pounding my head against the wall, that's when I know I've, I've cut off my access. Because when that line is open and I have called in my helpers, things flow. Things are miraculous. Synchronicities are miraculously all around. But this doesn't have to just be an occasional ritual that you do. This can be a way of life. You can dwell here, working in concert with all of the sacred forces that are here to rally on your behalf, having faith, making believe, trusting yourself, and your creative process, even when it's messy and slow and awkward, even when life is weird and challenging, we can live in that place of neutrality and courageous self-expression. We can live in our truth. I've been building altars most of my life. I've made them out of mosaics. I've made shelf versions and wall hanging versions and tall and small and tiny versions and huge ones. I believe that altars are a way that we can tangibly connect with spirit. And so for me, creating an altar is itself a ritual and interacting with the altar on a regular basis makes it come alive the elements are alive and when you engage with your altar through fire and water and earth and air and ether and sound when you talk to your altar when you sing to it it sings back and magic happens real magic.
relationship with Alters when I was 22 and I had just moved to New York City and I did not have a job and I did not have very much money and I really needed a job. What I really wanted was to work at a super cool restaurant in the East Village and I had never had any restaurant experience. I had a really, really small, like pathetic resume. And when I went into my number one choice of places to work, it was this funky little place called the Old Devil Moon. And I just thought it would be the coolest place to work because it was covered in velvet Elvises and <laughs> all kinds of amazing kitschy art everywhere. And they took my resume and they buried it in the bottom of their pile of resumes and they looked at me like, yeah, right, you're never going to get a job here. And so I left and I went home to my apartment in Brooklyn and I sat at my altar and I prayed. <laughs> I called on my guides and allies and I sat in a meditative state for what felt like a really long time. I got very expansive. I felt my energy getting taller and taller and taller until I could barely even tell that I had a body. And I remember this so vividly because I was in this ecstatic state where I didn't have any more need. All of a sudden, my desperation to find a job was just gone. And I just had total faith. And literally in that moment, the phone rang. And it was the old devil moon. They were short-staffed and desperate and somehow had pulled my resume out of that stack randomly and called me and asked if I could come right away and work. And I, I said yes. And I ran out that door. And I was ecstatic. It felt abundant. It felt supportive in all the ways. It was like a magical, wonderful gift. And I knew that I had created that with my intention. I had parted the way. And sometimes I look back, you know, that was in the 90s. Now I'm, I sometimes look back at that and I remember that feeling of blind faith. And I, I nourish my now self with that because there's something really potent about blind faith. I made believe really effectively and it was a really powerful time of my life. Altars don't have to be fancy, they don't have to be beautiful or decorated, and there's nobody that can tell you what kind of altar you need or you should have. It's completely 100% up to you and your imagination. You get to make that up. The objects that go on your altar are whatever feel sacred to you. Maybe they're found objects that you come across on a walk. Maybe you want to ask them permission. Would they like to come home with you? Would they like to live on your altar for some period of time? You can actually put the physical elements on your altar. If you want to call in earth, place soil or a plant. If you want to call in air, you could place a feather. 
If you want to call in water or fire, you get the idea. <laughs> Light that candle. But when you begin working with your altar, before you ask for anything, it's really important to invoke the energies of the space, to really claim that sacred space, that it's safe, that it's held. And that's the role of the ether. It's that gateway. It's the beginning. It's the space holder. And the altar is really, in my opinion, that is the ether expression, the altar itself. So if you want to invoke ether, just have an altar. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to even get to that place of invocation. It's hard to begin. And for me, the best way to tend the ether in preparation for invoking the ether is to clear the space itself on a physical level. And I do this regularly with my art space, just, or with the house, right? It's an act of devotion. It's more than just cleaning. It's cleaning with consciousness. Maybe you could call it conscious cleaning. <laughs> but it's really about clearing out the energy. And you can clear the energy in your body, in your channel, in your whole self-alignment just by decluttering one drawer, one closet, or the space that you inhabit. This is a really valid way to get yourself back into alignment when things feel off. Just sweep the floor. Get the cobwebs out of the corner. Your house on a symbolic level represents your body and your body is the physical manifestation of your energy. Often in dreams, we can look at our home this way and it's helpful also in the dream of your life to view your house as an extension or symbol of your life or your body, the container within which you live. How are you tending it? Where are you ignoring it? And what does this reveal about the rest of you? We can change our energy and create more space for flow and alignment by tending to this physical space of our home in a conscious way. Because the ether element is both the container and the space within. So it's helpful if you want to change your energy or make more space for self-expression and creativity and connection with your vaster self and your intuition to reclaim the physical space that you're inhabiting and to allow the space itself to love you. Imagine the sentience of everything around you, that it's holding you, that it's participating. And you can engage your imagination as you're cleaning your house or your space. And as you're loving the space and the space is loving you, think about your body loving you because everything is vibrating and the frequency of love is so healing. And it might seem sort of egocentric or weird to anthropomorphize your home or the inanimate objects that surround you, but this is only according to that left-brained, logical, ego-based version of reality that needs to quantify things, that, that sees things as separate. 
not as an extension or reflection or aspect of us. And in order to shift into a non-dualistic perspective and embrace the deepest kind of belonging we can engage in, it's actually helpful to see yourself in everything. It's actually selfless to see yourself in everything and everyone. It's not self-centered and it's much more responsible and giving. Just think about how we as a society at large would treat each other differently if we all saw ourselves in one another, if we saw ourselves in every object we encountered in nature as one with the planet and the animals vibrating at the frequency of love. We're not so separate and we're not so solid. We're frequency-based beings made of the five elements. But more than any other element, we're made of ether. Your body is 99.9% energy space and only 0.1% solid matter. Which is why they say in quantum physics that if you took all the space out of your body and all that was left was the solid parts, you would be roughly the size of a speck of dust. And all humanity would be about the size of a sugar cube. We are electrons and protons that are dancing around each other. And most of what we think of as solid is actually energy in motion, electromagnetic forces attracting and repelling. But doesn't it feel good to tune into that? To the fact that no matter how still or dense we may feel, we're always in motion. We are charged particles dancing, not separate, not solid. We are the mystery. We are vast containers of potential energy. Where do we want to direct this? At what frequency do we want to be vibrating? Because when you tap into that potential, something happens. Something begins to shift and the world becomes richer and we start to feel more connected, more fluid, more expansive, more a part of everything. And that's worth cultivating. I encourage you to create a living altar for yourself to make things up a little more, to just spend some time in make-believe, to invoke your guides, your precious companions, your helpers, your highest self, any way that you can. I invite you to listen to your dreams, to listen to your still small voice, to spend some time laying on that open field, allowing your soul to be wordless, to remember yourself, to call all of your pieces home, to express with sound your truth, the brilliance of your creative expression, and to love your creations, to love whatever it is that's surrounding you, and to receive the love that it has for you 
Clear your space. Let your space love you. Claim your space. Trust yourself and enjoy being manifest, being spirit in a body. It's a true gift. Thank you for listening to this episode of Alone Traveler's Guide to the Divine. This is the second episode in this series, how to cultivate and maintain energetic alignment through the elements. Be sure to check out the episode before this where I share the context for what alignment is and isn't and to listen for the next one where I will be sharing all about the heart chakra and the air element and how to align yourself through that. Thank you for commenting, liking, following, subscribing, giving it a thumbs up on the video, following the podcast wherever you hear podcasts. Thank you for participating with your energy, for being here. It's such an honor to be in sacred community with you. We're all alone, alone, We're